Hi, Robert Nauer, CPC and CPPO, back here for what may very well be my very last contracting podcast. This is a story about a couple that I knew. I'm not going to use their last names, but of course, if you go to public records and you look up the case, well, you'll understand who they are and what really happened. I'm going to give you the background behind the case, how I got to know them, got involved with them to some some extent once I retired from government, and how they got themselves into trouble, both maritally and, I guess, legally and financially, due to inappropriate actions by one of the spouses. So here goes. The company's name, if you Google and research a lawsuit by the U.S. federal government, the company's name was Odyssey Imaging, or Odyssey. Kind of like Iliad and the Odyssey. They were a firm that did business with a small subset of the U.S. Army Reserve called ESGR, Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve, which kind of got out of hand during the 2000s with Bush because, because of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. They were just given money was being thrown at ESGR, and they needed lots of contracts, lots of contractors to get the word out about what the mission of ESGR was. This particular contractor grew by leaps and bounds having gotten their first couple contracts and made lots of money off of ESGR and the U.S. Army in promoting the mission of ESGR. And in doing so, they played a little loose and fast. Now, I won't say that the husband played loose and fast. Uh, the wife, who was the primary person directing all the contracting actions, did. And this is what happens to small businesses, uh, rather than large businesses, that don't follow the rules, don't read the federal acquisition regulations, don't read the contracts, and, and don't ask a lot of questions about what can I do and what can I not do. The husband's name was Rod, and the wife's name was Terry. And I will, again, not talk about the last name. Rod was the back office person, basically the operations officer for the company, and Terry was the, um, I guess, head of contracts, if you want to call her that, or the salesperson for the company. And as you and I both know, salesmen typically play loose and fast with rules and what they can and can't do. So I was hired by ESGR by a two-star retired Marine Corps general, Mr. H, to come in and clean the place up and make it fly right because they had so many contracting problems and issues. In fact, Mr. H didn't actually hire me. The Assistant Secretary of Army Reserves actually hired me uh, along with an Army Colonel and an Air Force Colonel because they had heard about me, they called me in for an interview, wanted to know if I wanted to jump ship from the Department of Labor. 
they had lots of problems that needed fixing, and they had heard that I was the guy that could get it done. And I was the kind of kick-ass, take-names kind of guy. And, uh, and I'm very much by the book kind of person. So I was what they needed, so they brought me in. Uh, I was a GS-14. And I ended up having the finance director, who was an Army major, working for me. Not so much with me, but for me, because he followed my direction that I gave him. They had many, many finance issues because of how they did things improperly. Uh, the contracting shop, they had just terminated the previous contracting person because there was a lot of hanky-panky going on, not only internally, but externally. And the contracting shop and files were in absolute disarray. They were on two different floors of the uh, ESGR offices. Uh, they were spread actually on the floor. I walked into one office and they said that's where she used to work and the files were just everywhere. And I spent about a month trying to make heads or tails out of what was going on with these particular files and getting used to how the command operated and that is basically when I came into the very first contracting issue with Odyssey and it dealt with a race car contract for advertising that um, basically didn't exist and I said okay you're paying out hundreds of thousands of dollars to this particular race car driver and his company where's the contract and I, we couldn't find the contract anywhere. And it turns out that uh, it didn't exist. There was another contract they had piggybacked off of, but there was no real signed contract. So it was a real problem. Let me tell you what, it escalated all the way up to the Secretary of the Army. And that's when uh, Odyssey came under my radar. And all, they had been under the radar. Let me just say, I didn't discover it. The um, Office of Inspector General for the Department of Defense had been brought into this agency. They were in the process of terminating or thinking about terminating the SES, Mr. H, the two-star retired Marine Corps General, because of so many irregularities. And the Assistant Secretary of the Army Reserve told me personally, she said, uh, we don't want him to be fired. We want things to be done right so that basically he can retain his job under the Bush administration. Your job is to go in there, Mr. Nauer, and to clean this mess up, help get it cleaned up. And uh, so they were really trying to protect the senior executive service director and the chief of staff at the time, who was a Navy captain. Um, they were doing everything to try to, because protecting because as you know marine corps officers by their very nature they don't typically follow rules they just charge ahead and want to get things done even if they're wrong and that was the case with mr h so he didn't like it at first when i first came in because i pretty much sat him and the chief of staff down and i told him the way things were going to be how things had to be managed and they didn't like it and i said well it's either that or i leave and go somewhere else and and they knew that that was not going to happen because if I left, Mr. H was going to be terminated from service. So they pretty much gave me carte blanche to 
change procedures in the office, get things up and running. They had it the time I first arrived at ESGR over 200 unauthorized procurements. A typical government agency only has one or two unauthorized procurements per year. <laughs> and I'm talking the Department of Transportation as an example. Uh, ESGR had 200, and that means the head of contracting, HCA, has to ratify every goddamn one of them uh, and, and, and decide what to do with each one of those unauthorized procurements. I couldn't do it. I could only recommend the actions to be taken, but Mr. H had to fix them all. So anyway, that's how I came to, to know Odyssey, imaging and Odyssey, marketing. And so the first thing I did was I called Odyssey to set up a meeting at the direction of the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Reserves and that ESGR fell under, and myself the assistant director of the Army uh, for the Reserves and a Air Force colonel all flew down to sit down and meet with Rod and Terry, who ran Odyssey, and to talk to them about things and the way things had to be, uh, because ESGR loved what Odyssey did. Odyssey did provide a good product and a good service. Um, and Rod always tried to do things right, especially once I talked to him about following rules and regulations. And, and I would feed him FAR clauses and provisions and sections of the FAR that he needed to read and be aware of. And I used to send him articles from the NCMA magazine that would talk about things that they had been doing that were wrong and he needed to correct. In other words, we were trying to help them correct their inappropriate ways of doing business with the government so that people wouldn't get in trouble. And uh, things were going along pretty well. But the problem was that Rod's wife, Terry, who was the chief operating officer of the company, she wasn't one for generally wanting to follow rules a lot. She didn't want to follow rules. She wanted to do things her way. I guess she thought she knew better than a lot of people about how things should be done. And she made a lot of backdoor agreements, under-the-table agreements with government program managers and contracting people and contracting officer representatives that she simply shouldn't have been doing. I always told her, if it's not written in the contract, you don't do it. If you don't have a written contract, you don't do any work. Until you have the money in your hand and the contract in your hand, you don't do any work. But she just routinely would not do that. She would go ahead and have her firm execute and do work and expend labor effort and dollars that she was really not allowed to do under contracting rules and regulations without having a firm contract in her hand. This is the kind of thing that got her and her husband into trouble. It went on like this for about two years that I knew them, and I finally retired from government, went on my own, formed my own consulting firm, and was doing very well. And then out of the clear blue, I get a, a phone call, or actually it was an email from Rod 
saying they had an issue with uh, a payment by the defense finance and accounting service, an overpayment to the tune of seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. And first of all, overpayments of that magnitude to a small company just don't occur unless something's really, really wrong. So he wanted to know if I wanted to get involved as the ex-contracting officer that used to work with them at ESGR and help them handle the problem, write the response to this issue. And I said, no, I, I, I considered it. And I said, no, I thought about it. And my good judgment told me, don't get involved with these people. Don't become a part of their company. Uh, it's not, there's something unethical that was sending up a little chill in the back of my neck, a red flag. And I just said, no, nope. I said, but I advised him on what he had to do. And I advised uh, Rod. I said he needed to contact his congressman. I said, look, if you think that the money is owed to you for work that you did, the FAR does provide a means for that to happen if you can substantiate it and prove that the government benefited by the work that you did, which is why you received the $700,000 payment. But I said, if you don't have any substantiation, you aren't going to get it. And I said, and until then, the federal law says that if you receive a payment for something that you're not entitled to, you are not entitled to it. You need to send it back uh, and immediately. And that's the advice that I gave him. I said, you need to return all money that you have received, which is not on contract, which you cannot justify. And I said, and even if you can justify it, even if you can go to your congressman and ask him to introduce a bill to get you paid that money for work that you did expend. In the meantime, you need to return that money. That's what the federal law says. It's, the law provides that if any contractor, any doctor, anybody doing business with the government receives monies for which they are not due, whether it, for any reason, they must return it. Otherwise, uh, and it uh, goes on to also say that if you submit an invoice for something that is wrong or fraudulent, blah, 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 just like in most state laws, that you are subject to treble damages. That means three times the amount of the invoice or the monies that you receive that you were not due. So he goes, so if I don't return this money, I could be subject to paying two plus million dollars back to the government. I said, absolutely. So what Rod did was Rod did the right thing. He returned the money to the federal government, to DFAS, explaining that he had received, I guess, this money inappropriately for services that uh, he thought they were due, but whatever, he was returning the money. So Rod documented the fact, and he did return the money. And that one little tiny action, taking my advice that I gave him, to return the money, basically saved him and his wife from basically paying triple damages and possibly going to jail for fraud. Had he not taken that advice and returned the money, I can almost guarantee that the company and the company officers would have suffered very severe federal consequences. So, 
about six months after... Oh, let me back up. So, anyway, somewhere along the line, there was a hotline complaint against the company and some of the hanky-panky that was going on with the U.S. Army. And it turns out that a program manager and two CORs of the Family Services Support Center somewhere in Georgia and North Carolina were involved in dealings with the wife, Terry. And uh, she had made illegal backdoor deals with, um, well, let's say inappropriate backdoor deals with these program managers and government employees. And... Um, Army CID got involved, and a case was brought in the federal court system against Odyssey Imaging or Odyssey Marketing, whatever they're called today, even if they still exist. I don't even know if they still exist. And investigations went on, and charges were eventually brought, indictments were brought, and um, I guess, you know, knowing the way the court system works, that the couple ended up paying lots and lots and lots of attorney's fees to try to get them out of trouble. Well, I had read about, I guess, two or three years ago that finally the case against them was dismissed by the judge because there was not sufficient um, proof that they had done anything wrong and the reason the judge dismissed the case was guess what because rod had returned the illegal improper ill-gotten gains the seven hundred eight hundred thousand dollars to the government the to the defas and as a result of him doing the right thing he kept him and his wife out of trouble but she was no longer his wife too she was with somebody else now, but because Rod, the husband, the back office manager, the guy that really ran the company, did the right thing and took the right advice and did the right ethical thing, he kept them both out of jail and from paying millions of dollars back to the government. Had they not done that, well, things would have gotten really bad for the couple. So the case ended up being dismissed. Uh, the Army had no case against them, and the couple ended up getting divorced, from what I understand. Uh, Rod found a new wife and a new girl that uh, he got along with, and the, Terry, the other, his first wife, uh, she ended up getting with somebody else, and they went their own separate ways in life. But this whole situation basically revolved around one person running the company doing the right thing while the other person that he was married to did the wrong thing. And as I have said over and over and over again in talking about government contracting and ethics is that you really have to be of strong personal integrity, have good ethical values that you live by, and abide by the government standards of conduct and procurements. And if you can't do that, 
then you shouldn't be in any form of government contracting whatsoever, whether it be in the government or as a business person. You need to stay the hell away because, quite frankly, folks, you can very easily, if you are a person that skirts the rules, and I've said this over and over and over, if you're that kind of person, you can end up in federal prison. So, this case, probably more than anybody, if you want to read about it, you can Google it. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, and you can just say United States government versus Odyssey marketing or Odyssey imaging and read all the documents that are out there on the web. And it pretty much tells the whole case. I had to read through it. It's a lot of public documents to read. But the whole issue just deals with being of good, sound, ethical judgment, and as a human being, always doing the right thing. Now, the one thing that I did notice about this couple, before I hang this thing up permanently on government contracting, is that as I knew the couple, met them, met their children, uh, I noticed, like in most couples, the husband was always stressed out. He was always away. And the, and the wife, when she was at home, the husband would be away and vice versa. They were growing distant. When you start to grow distant as a couple, you will get divorced. It's almost a no-brainer. And, and, and the biggest problem that this couple had that caused their company's collapse and caused their marriage to dissolve is that they didn't communicate with each other when i would give advice to rod and i said rod you need to talk to your wife about not doing this she's not to do this she can't do this this what she's doing is improper you need to stop her he goes bob every time i try to tell her that she tells me to fuck off she knows better than i and I said, well, somehow you've got to stop her from do playing loose and fancy free with, with government contracts because it's going to get her in trouble. And sure enough, it did. So whether you get convicted or not, you end up paying a lot of legal fees. So the bottom line is you cannot ever play loose and fancy free. You have to follow the rules until you have a signed contract to bill against. That's You don't do anything. And she would never listen to him. Thus, marital communications is a very important thing to have when you run a company together with your spouse. So marital communications, being close to one another, uh, having a sexual relationship, those kinds of things, all very important to keep you close to each other. Because when you don't, you will fall apart. And they did. So... With that, um, I hope that by listening to this podcast about contracting issues and ethics and procurement integrity and how to act in contracts, you've learned a little something. This will be my very last uh, podcast in this series of about government contracting. And from here on out, I'm moving into another set of subjects. So if you want to see what I talk about, uh, comment on what I talk about, 
always Google Robert Nauer. That's K-N-A-U-E-R. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, uh, sheesh, I'm on like 20 different podcast services out there. And you can always hear my podcast episodes by simply Googling my name. Say Robert Nauer Podcast. And you will find me. So until next time, it's Robert out.